Another episode of 10 presented by Melling Media, the podcast about you and everything around you. This week, we are talking about self-love. I am your host, Tina, and I brought a very special guest. Special guest, introduce yourself to the people. Hi, uh, my name is Corey Sartori. Some people know me as Coach Corey Sartori. I am a holistic life coach. I'm a goal coach. I teach yoga as well. I do energy work. I'm married to my best friend. I'm a mom to an amazing three-year-old. And all around, I'm somebody who believes in loving yourself and taking care of you. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Coach Corey Sartori, as well as Mars Holistic Wellness, and find my website, MarsHolisticWellness.com, to find out a little bit more about me and who I am and my history and what I do. Self-love, why is this important? Like, what do you think? I find that self-love is the foundation for everything, for when somebody wants to start living and loving their best life, self-love is where they need to begin. There is so many times when I'm meeting with a client and I, you know, they're struggling at life, they're struggling in relationships, they're struggling. And I talk to them about what is your self-love and what does your self-care look like? And it's really not there. And, you know, I think to have healthy, happy relationships, not only with yourself, but with others, you really need to love yourself first. That's the foundation for everything. Even when I'm goal coaching clients and they have these big audacious dreams, they need to love themselves and take care of themselves first before they can achieve the amazing things that they want to achieve in their life. I totally agree with you there. That's definitely where we have to start. Yes. Like what can you love or accomplish when you're not even, you know, looking after yourself and giving yourself the proper care? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and so many people are spending time trying to find that love outside of themselves instead of within. And it's all the love you have is within you. You just need to find it and you need to nourish it and take care of it. So what does self-love look like? Because we, we talk about it and I see people posting all over social media about self-love, self-care. What does that look like? I think it's different for everyone and it depends on where they are in their life and what their journey looks like and maybe what season of their life they're in. But I think it can be a lot of different things. You know, I always offer my clients a gratitude practice and starting there, you know, every morning getting up and telling yourself what you're grateful for about you. So if you don't, you, if you don't really feel like you have self-love starting with those positive affirmations in the morning or starting with that gratitude and telling yourself, I'm grateful for my body because it's strong and it's got me to where I am today. You know, I'm grateful for my curly hair because it makes me unique and beautiful. I'm, you know, it's just saying gratitude for, for your body and who you are. And, you know, even if you're not in a, the most positive state, if you say the positive affirmations enough, if you say you're grateful for you and who you are and how you show up in the world, you're going to become that person. You know, I, think if you believe in something enough, you can become it. And self-love also looks like, you know, unfollowing certain people on social media. If you're scrolling through yeah. and you see somebody that, you know, maybe they're really positive and awesome, but they make you feel less than you don't need that in your life and just unfollow yes. them, you know? Yes. I've been talking about that a lot on my personal um, Facebook page and I've actually been practicing it. That is super important. And I'm so glad you brought that up because people really need to understand that while, while people will say to you, oh, it's just Facebook. Oh, it's just Instagram. Why are you being so sensitive? No, it's not. Right. <laughs> These yes. things actually, actually uh, play a part in in damaging your mental health. Yes. It, I mean, so, comparison kills joy. It, it kills your authenticity. Yes. Yes. You need to be kind to yourself. If you're following people who make you feel bad, whether it's because they're putting on airs that make you feel small or if, right. or if they're because they're sharing a bunch of negativity that makes you feel bad, unfollow them. You don't have to follow anybody and it's, and it's not healthy for you. And yeah. on top of that, where we are, um, celebrating and giving a voice to and a platform to not good people. And that's not what we right. want to be doing. 
Absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, in my interactions with me, especially, you know, when people are young and they're 18, 19, 20, and, and they're still really like, who am I? What do I want to be? And, and then they're following people on social media. You know, I've had, you know, people share with me, Hey, I feel like I have to buy that Louis Vuitton, or I feel like I have to drive this BMW, or I feel like I need to be at the gym every day. And I'm like, why? And it's like, oh, because, you know, all these people on social media that I consider to be my community are doing so I have to do it too. And it's, and it's causing me stress because I'm spending too much money, or it's causing me stress Mm -hmm. and anxiety because I don't feel like I'm good enough. And it's like, stop doing that to yourself. You deserve better for you. Yes. And this is what, this is exactly what I mean. No, it is not just social media. It's much bigger than that. It, yeah. it, it's, it plays a part in your health. It's damaging to your health. One of the, the biggest things that, or the main things that acerbate people's um, illnesses that they already have is stress. Yes. <laughs> and we do let social media stress us out and we need to stop. Yes. Yeah. It's those, you know, you post and it's like, oh my gosh, how many likes did I get? And you're just checking, checking, checking. It's like, you're not being present in the moment and being present in the moment and present in your life is also self-love and self-care. You know, so I, th- I just think, you know, people needing to find what feels good for them to practice self-love and self-care, but, you know, journaling can be so great. Positive affirmations mm-hmm. can change your life. You know, taking time to forgive yourself for failing that day at the end of the day, you know, it's like, okay, don't hold on to that shit that happened. Like, let it go and try yes. again tomorrow. You know, failure is only feedback. It allows you to see like, okay, well, this wasn't something that served me or I didn't do great at this. Let's take that as an opportunity opportunity to grow and become the best version of myself and letting it, instead of letting it defeat you and, you know, say unkind words to yourself. I totally agree with you there. Yep. Uh, we need to practice treating ourselves better. And yes. I, I don't think that that's something that I don't know, I can't speak for the whole world, but like Americans really, really put in the forefront, you know? Yeah. Because we're, 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 we're such, we're so, so used to shaming each other and even ourselves, especially when it comes to doing for ourselves and caring for ourselves, because that's selfish, right? Yes. Well, yeah, we're supposed to be working, working, working ourselves to death, you know, not having for everyone else. Yeah. There's no balance in your life. There's, you know, we're working 60 hour weeks, we're working 80 hour weeks and we're so stressed Mm -hmm. and overwhelmed and there's no self-care and there's no self-love. And then, yeah, then you get cancer or you get, you know, there's just so many illnesses that can, you get autoimmune disease. And it's like, you know, it's because you're not loving yourself and caring for yourself because you're working hard for somebody else or doing, you're not doing for you. Yep. And so like when you do, oftentimes when people do practice self-love, self-care, looking after themselves, being what a lot of people will call selfish. They will call you, you will be called names. You will oftentimes look down on called a narcissist. Right. I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't agree with that. And I think it's wrong and and it's unhealthy. So like, I talk about um, healthy selfishness a lot because there's a difference between being selfish and having and practicing healthy selfishness. Right. You know, can you speak to that at all? I feel like healthy selfishness is when you need it, you need it and it's okay. And that's fine. You know, what I really find is that most people aren't offering themselves self-love and self-care because they're, they're so focused on being a people pleaser and they're doing for others. They're doing for others. And so they're letting, you know, their light diminish because they're not focused on themselves and they're so worried about what other people think. They're so worried about saying no, that they say, yes, 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 yes. And then there is no self-love. There's no time for them because they've given all of their time and their love to everybody else. And I think when you say the narcissism, it's to me, you know, I look back on, on who I used to be in my twenties and I thought I had the self-love and self-confidence, but what it really was, was my ego. And so that's where I saw that show up for me in my life is, is, you know, people be like, Oh, Corey's so confident. I'm like, well, no, I'm really just an asshole. And I just <laughs> have my ego that's like guiding me, you know, cause it wasn't really self-love or self-care. I, I, I was putting on a front and putting on a show for everybody around me instead of seeing my value and seeing my worth and taking care of myself. And so, you know, ego and narcissism, I think that goes together, but I think, you know, if you need to love yourself and take care of yourself, do it and say no and stop living your life to please other people and stop live stop living your life because you're scared that somebody's going to be mad at you cuz you you said no i mean it, it even goes back to um like when you're on the airplane 
Uh-huh. And the instructions say to um, get your mask on first. Be, like when, in 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 the instance of you know like a plane crash or you yeah. know yeah. an accident coming, you put your mask on first, right? Right. And then try to help the people around you, even if it's your child or your spouse or whatever. Yes. You're not a good use to anyone, including yourself, especially to yourself, but to anyone. If yes. You're not taking care of yourself, or you could be much better use. If pleasing people is so important to you, right? You could be even a, a greater pleasure to people if you're taking care of yourself first. Yeah. Well, and I think I you have more energy. Yeah, I tell clients all the time. I tell them I'm in my life. I'm the most important person, and I think people look at me like, "Why are you saying that?" Because you have a child, <laughs> you know, you have a husband. Like, why would you? You know, I'm still the most valuable person in my life. I'm still the most important. If I don't take care of me, how the hell am I going to take care of anybody else? Exactly. You know, but that's not that's exactly. not okay to say. I feel like, yeah, in this world, in that, you know, if a mother says I'm more important than my child, people are like, oh my god, she's the worst. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. I know that I need to take care of me because then I'm not going to be present and and there for my kid if I'm not focused on loving myself. And that I want to be that example to my child. I want to be that example where my son looks at me and says, "Damn, my mom loves herself," and I want to be yeah. like that. And a stressed out, drained out mom just leads oftentimes to abuse. Yes. So, like, I want moms to be self focused so that they can give their kids the absolute best. A hundred percent. That kind of plays into what I wanted to talk about next is setting boundaries. Yeah. Which people don't do, especially right now. But again, I think that's no. saying no. You know, I, we, I'm a big believer in creating balance in your life. And I'm not always great at it. And I'm all, not always perfect at, you know, creating balance within my world. But I know it's something that I need. And I think when you're living a balanced life, it's setting those boundaries and saying no. And you're not, you know, when somebody asks for something, it's not stop, drop and do for them. It's saying like, you know, I, I actually can't do that right now. And, and then feeling okay. I think there's so many times where people set boundaries for themselves and then they don't hold to it because they're worried of what other people will think of them. Yeah. I see that a lot. Yeah. So like do with your clients, do you, do you have clients that have struggled with that? And like, how have they been able to overcome? With boundaries, you know, a lot of the work that I've done is having them journal and kind of sit with, you know, what came up for you during the day? What were your victories? What were your opportunities? You know, just what happened and what did you notice? Because a lot of it is when people aren't setting boundaries, they're not aware of the habits and patterns that they've created throughout their life. And so journaling I feel like can really help people build awareness on how they're showing up for themselves and how they're showing up for others. And so taking the time to do that can be really important. And then taking time to even just write out lists of all the things that you need to do for the week and then doing the things for you come first before everybody else. Like, yes, there's always going to be those urgent things that you need to get done, like responding to emails or things like that. But there's so many times where you can write your list of what you need to get done for the week and you can delegate that, right? And say, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to offer this to somebody. Somebody else can do this. Mm-hmm. And and we don't, we just say, oh, I'm going to take it all on. So I, building awareness of where you need to set boundaries needs to really start with that journaling and, and taking the time to write out the list of the things that you need to do and then putting in that self-care and that self-love into that, you know, that weekly list. Even if for you that week, your, your self-love and self-care is like, I'm going to go get a pedicure. I'm going to go get a massage. Like, go do it. You know, find mm-hmm. somebody to take on what you, you know, maybe it's at work and you can delegate to somebody else. So you can leave early on Friday to go do something for yourself. You know, maybe it's hiring a sitter to come watch your kids. So you can go and just walk around alone without a little child, like screaming and yelling at you, you know? Yeah. But I think a lot of that building the boundaries, it starts within you. It's finding out because a lot of times I don't think people are also aware that they're not, setting boundaries or they're not aware that they're not practicing self-love until something happens, right? Like they get sick or, or they have an anxiety attack or a panic attack. And then they're like, okay, you know, why is this happening? And then you're, you know, building that awareness of like, oh, this is coming up for me because I haven't taken time to slow down and be present in my body or even just stop and breathe today. So you have, you have your, um, your clients and everything Uh like that. So like with new clients, 
Like, how, what what do you see? What do you tend to see that like shows signs that they're not practicing healthy self love, self care? There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of self doubt. I think a lot of what when I start connecting with clients, I talk to them about how they feel about themselves, and there's a big lack of self confidence. And it's also a lot of times they don't even know who they are. And so I like to always ask people, who were you before the world told you who you should be? Mm -hmm. Because I think there's times where I've met with clients and, you know, sometimes they know the minute that they stopped taking care of themselves, you know, okay, this was the traumatic thing that happened with me as a child. And I stopped loving myself. You know, for me, like I'm very aware of, I, my self-love started wavering when I was, you know, 11 or 12 when you're in sixth grade and you know, the girls are judging you for the way you're dressing, you start questioning who you are. I mean, I remember being young and I was probably only eight or nine. And I was, I remember being in the kitchen at my house and just was like, I'm special. I'm special. And you know, my mom, I love her to death, but she was, it was just like, they made fun of me. Like, it was like, Oh, Corey's saying she's special. Ha ha ha. And just those moments of like, well, I'm a kid. Like you should (laughs) don't tell me that it's not okay to think I'm special. Right. Because then it's like, you know, those things, those, especially as you grow into a teenager and and there's so much judgment and, you know, dating boys and they would, Oh, I don't like the way you dress. I don't like the way, way you do your hair. It changes you. It makes you like question yourself and, and your, your self-love starts diminishing because you feel like you need to be showing up for everybody else. And I think I, when I work with clients, I, I love to take them back through a visualization or a meditation to get them really like, when did your limiting beliefs start? Like, let's go back to that. Why? Because there's a lot of times they need to heal whatever happened to them as a kid so they can love themselves and accept themselves for who they are and know that like, yeah, you may have made mistakes through your life and that's okay because every mistake was an opportunity for you to learn and grow. Stop beating yourself up about it, you know? So I think for me, once I realized the root of where, when I started losing self-love, it it gave me the opportunity to start working on it. So when I'm working with clients, it's like, we need to find that root or that cause or whatever it was that kind of triggered you to stop saying like, Hey, I'm awesome. You know, Hey, I'm good enough just as I am. You know, I'm better than good enough. I'm, I'm amazing. So helping them get to that. And it's hard for some people, right? Because I think, we spend time as children, the way we're raised or whatever, you get certain beliefs and, and, you know, you're told like, this isn't okay. And you need to be this way. And so we spend most of our adulthood trying to unlearn all the bullshit we learned as a kid. (laughs) So we can love ourselves. And I think a lot of times I'll start working with women. You know, I have a lot of, I work with men and women. A lot of times when I start working with a woman, if they're single, they're looking for love outside of themselves. And so it's just like, oh my gosh, girl, like we need to work on you loving you first. You're not going to have a happy, healthy relationship. You're going to find that narcissist. You know, you're going to find that person that will hurt you unless you really love yourself Mm -hmm. and don't allow allow that for you. What do you think typically motivates people to either like come to the realization on their own or to seek help, whether it's through, you know, a coach or a therapist, like, what do you think usually is the drive that finally gets somebody? Cause that's the thing for me is that, is that oftentimes people don't really realize that they need help or that there's yeah. an issue until what? I feel that there's a lot of times when people, sometimes, you know, people hit rock bottom, right? Mm-hmm. They get to this point of, I'm just so unhappy. If I don't do something, I just can't keep going on. I can't, or they get to this point of like, I can't keep living my life this way. Some people are, you know, I want to show up as a better parent, a better leader, whatever it is, but they get to some point in their life where they're like, the way that I'm feeling doesn't feel good anymore. The way that I'm showing up in my life doesn't feel good anymore. You know, I'm having problems in my relationship with my kids. I'm having problems in my relationship with my husband or my partner or whatever. It's, it's always, there's some, there's something they, they finally got to the point of like, okay, I want to make, I want to make a change. And I always, cause I always tell clients, you know, if you want to work with me, you have to understand that 
your change needs to happen. You need to get comfortable with change, but you also need to put in the action because that's Mm -hmm. also, I, you know, I'll do a client consultation with somebody and they want their life to be different. They want to love themselves, but they don't want to put in the work and Uh, it's work. It is so, I mean, I've spent the last eight or nine years working on myself so I can become a better version of me because the person I was, you know, 10, 11, you know, a very long time. I was not the person I wanted to be. I wasn't adding value to the world. And, you know, I wasn't a good person. Yeah, I achieved goals and shit, but I wasn't like, I wasn't adding value to my community in any way. I was just going with the flow and I was completely unhappy, but not even really aware of it at the time. And, and I think that is, you know, sometimes people just, they're not aware of how unhappy they are until something maybe triggers them to, to ask for change everybody's different, but I, I, and it it is heartbreaking when you know that person has hit rock bottom and they don't have anywhere else to go. And it's frustrating when somebody's like, I am really down and I want to make a change, but they don't want to put in the action (laughs) because it's not easy. It is hard. hard Yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah. The coming to the realization is tough because no one wants to really look at themselves that way. And then actually like doing the work. I mean, it's called work because it's hard. (laughs) Yes, it is hard. Yes. You know, it's an everyday thing. What's that? It's an everyday thing. You have to commit to like, okay, I'm going to put work into myself every day. Absolutely. Yeah. I first got my taste when I was in college, um, when I took on a mentor, which was exactly what I needed because my grades were slipping and I ended up, um, that's when I ended up uh, seeking a therapist too, I think, cause I was having a rough time in college. Like it was horrible. Like when people ask me about my college days, I always say the same thing that those were the worst years of my life yeah. still. And a lot of times people have the exact opposite, you know, like they're like, Oh, college was awesome. Right. You know, it was horrible for me. It was really tough. And, and the things I was going through during that time was what pushed me to uh, see a therapist. But before that I got myself a mentor after I went, after I attended this convocation that had nothing to do with mentorship, it just kind of happened that way. And, um, and yeah, I was, I would meet with her twice a week. And one of the first things that she told me just after sitting and talking to me for like an hour or two was that I need to get my friend's group under control. Oh yeah. <laughs> she yeah, like she made, like she gave me an assignment, which was to basically get my friends group under control. And that meant actually like removing some people yes. from my life. And I actually sat in her office and just cried my eyes out that day. I was like, are you serious right yeah. now? You know, but I sat with it and I thought about it and I'm like, she's totally right. You know, they're all they're doing is taking from me. Yeah. And not, not pouring anything into me, distracting me from what I'm supposed to be doing on and on and on just so many negative things and I'm like she's right and why am I even bothered by it and I did it you know like sometimes it sometimes it takes an outside force I think to look at your life and and tell you like hey totally (laughs) this is where you're going wrong (laughs) well and I think that's because you know as human beings like we all have our blinders up like we don't know what we don't know so we don't know that you know a lot of people don't understand that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So if you're spending time with people that are negative or they're always going out and getting wasted, like that's who you are too. And you just yeah. don't, you don't see it until somebody outside of you says it. And sometimes, you know, somebody can say it to you, but you're not ready to hear it. Yeah. Until I you're ready to hear it. <laughs> yeah. That, that is spawn because I definitely was not ready to hear that. Like I said, I was bawling. Yeah. And it was really, really sound advice. And I'm, I'm glad that she told me that because I really did need to do that. Yeah. I was spending too much time doing stupid shit instead of doing my schoolwork when I was already having a tough time. Like I said, um, I was having a tough time in college because of economics, because of my course load, because right. of stress. And then I'm wasting time with people who aren't helping me and being distracted from the things that I'm supposed to be doing. It was horrible. Yeah. But I think horrible. that and it was- finding your people is self-love and self-care and saying no to those people mm-hmm. that aren't, aren't, are not adding value is self-love and self-care. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That I mean, that's almost like, accepting abuse when you're just allowing people to to drain you and you and 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 you've been told about it and you see it now and then you're still allowing it to happen it's like you're just kind of like accepting abuse in a way yeah yeah 
Well, and again, it goes back to people. They don't want to hurt somebody's feelings by like saying no to them or not allowing them to treat them like shit. Like they're so worried about what that person's going to think of them if they take care of themselves first that they just never do it. I, I see that constantly. I see that a lot. Yeah. Current trends and things. <laughs> how are like current trends damaging and distracting us from truly loving and caring for ourselves? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I think like we talked about earlier, you, the social media, you always, you see all these posts, self, self-love, self-care. It's like, well, you probably just took that picture so you could post self-love and self-care. So I don't yes. know that you're actually <laughs> taking care of yourself. Right. Yes. You took a bubble bath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, and, and I think there's times where there's so many people on social media right now that are like fitness, fitness, fitness. And, and you get in your head and you think, okay, I have to work out every day. And, and you know, that trend can be negative to you because that maybe isn't balanced for you. And that's not showing yourself love. And maybe following that person makes you feel like, you know, you should be at the gym every day when you don't really need to, you know, if you want to awesome, if that is self-love to you, great. But if you're doing it for somebody else, it isn't right. Yeah. And especially and, if it's taking away. Yes. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's trends, there's all these different things, but it's like the self-love is going to come within it's what you need for you and you need to find out what that is because for everybody it's different. We've all had our own experiences. We've all had difficulty in life. We all have stopped loving ourselves for one reason or another. It's not the same. And, and we're, we do spend so much time looking outside of ourselves to fix the problem instead of taking time to do self-development or, you know, read a book or read a positive, um, or listen to a positive podcast or something like that. Right. And yeah. And I think one of the biggest like trends, or I mean, I won't even say it's a trend, but it's just people just are, you know, right. You go to high school. Okay. You have to get into the best college. So you have to work, 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 work so hard. And then you need to go to college and you need to get this degree. And so you can get the greatest job. And so you're overkill overkill. You're just, you are just working yourself to death, whether it's in high school or college or in life and people, you know, you see on social media, hustle, hustle hard, you know, no, we don't need to be working 80 (laughs) hours a week. That Mm -hmm. isn't going to add value to your life. Like, I don't want to look back on my life and think like, oh, all I did was like, try to build my life coaching business. I want my life to be like, oh my gosh, I was present with my kid. I was able to go on dates with my husband all the time. Like, that's what I want my life to be taking care of me and taking care of my family. I don't want to look back and be like, okay, well, all I did was, you know, work 10 to 12 hours a day and then come out of my office and be exhausted that I can't even be present in my life, you know, but that trend of working, working, working ourselves is so it's so much in America right now. Work so hard, work so hard, work so hard, but like, great. Yeah. You can work yourself to death, but is that adding value? Is it making you happy? No. I mean, I've known friends that have, you know, worked in the financial industry and they worked and they're working 12 hour days, right. Living in New York city and then have to get their gallbladder removed because the stress and the anxiety that came with that job made them sick. Like that is unhealthy for us to think that we need to be in the office 12 hours a day. We're getting sick yeah. from it. You know, people are dying from stress and we don't see it because we crazy. see it as the expectation. Yeah. And then we have this idea that, okay, well, I'll work, 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 work now so that so that I can do those things. So I can be present with right. my child. So I can go on uh, dates often with my husband, this, that, and the other. So we think, okay, we'll just work, 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 work now and then the great stuff later. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. what happens when that doesn't come? What right. happens when your kid is, you blink and your kid is 16? Yes. Yeah. Like the payoff is always there. And I think we need to be more mindful of that. Like just because you work, 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 work right now doesn't mean that, you know, in two to five years, you're going to be in that space to, to where, to where too much time hasn't passed to where you, you, you missed the window to enjoy your family. And then you look back and you're always like, fuck, you know, yeah. I really wasted my time building somebody else's business or trying to get my business off the ground that never even really launched. And then, and now, now look what I sacrificed. Yeah. Things that I really actually cared about. Yeah. And I think people just, they they don't have that awareness. Like I know for me, I mean, up until about a month and a half ago, I was working a full-time job and I was running my business and I was trying to be a wife and trying to be a mom. And it got, I was like, this isn't serving me. It's not giving myself the time to be present in any moment. It's just go, 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 go. And you know, that's not, that's not loving me. That's not loving my family. 
and I left my full-time job and I'm just like, you know what? I would rather live in the moment and be present with my kid and be present with my husband than busting my ass to make somebody else money. You know, now I get Mm -hmm. to just run my life coaching business and it doesn't even have to take up 40 hours of my week. You know, I, I get to be my own boss and decide how, how much I want to be meeting with clients. Right. But I was spending, and this was, you know, years. And I, and the reason I went back to working full-time job is because I had that fear of failure, you know, oh my gosh, I might not be the most successful life coach that's ever lived. I better go work a full-time job and do this. But then Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, my son is now three and I, I'm just now being able to sit and be present with him and play with him and go to the park with him every day. You know, because before it was like, I was too damn tired. I was like, we're not going to eat dinner. We're going to order dinner. You know, he got used to the like, oh, somebody ring the bell. He knew that dinner was here because like (laughs) I couldn't be bothered to make dinner because I was too exhausted. And now it's, you know, it's only been, you know, what, five, six weeks. But the quality of my life is so different. And even just the happiness I feel is so different. And and it's the thing, you know, I've been a life coach for almost five years. I know, I know this shit, but I wasn't living it. And now that I, I, been like, okay, I need to reset. I need to do the things I tell clients to do. I'm so much happier. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that's we, good. we, we work ourselves to death because that's just, you know, what we've been told to do and people praise you for it. They're like, good job at working yourself to, you know, sickness or illness or just even crying in your closet by yourself. Cause you can't handle this shit anymore. Oh, for sure. Um, I know that I've definitely been praised for that in the past, because like I've told people, I've told interviewers, you know, during job interviews, when they ask me like um, my weaknesses, I'll tell them, you know, that I exhibit some, sometimes some workaholic qualities, right? Yep. And they're like, whoa, that's a good weakness to have. I'm like, yeah, they're like, cool. You? <laughs> Perfect, yeah, you're hired. Yeah, drainer. Yeah. You know, oh, you like to do a whole lot of work come do a bunch of labor for me, you know, right. like that's how they look at it. And that doesn't serve me at all. You know exactly. what I mean? It might, may, may help me to, to get jobs, but that's not good for me. That's not healthy at all. Especially like I did, I used to um, co-host a podcast and I did, we did a workaholics episode and I did some research on it and that's not a positive like no. it's not it, it, it doesn't sound like alcoholic for no reason right. there are a lot of parallels <laughs> between workaholics and and alcoholics it's not a good thing to be but this country will definitely praise you for showing workaholic tendencies for sure yes yeah and then when you get sick you know they don't care nope like okay well you know what do you want us to do we still need you to work 60 hours a week exactly you know? As they try to lowball your your um, insurance benefits, yeah. If you if something happens to you and you're no longer able to work, they're going to replace you tomorrow. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is sad. I mean, and I think you know now a lot of more corporations and businesses are seeing that they need to do that. But at, at the same time, sometimes like, is it genuine or is it just to? Is it your looking good thing you're going to do? Oh, let's look good and say that I we're doing this for our people. I think that's what it is. Because, I mean, when you look at the studies, there's really no reason at all for people to even be working um, five uh, five day work weeks, right. let alone, you know, not even, I mean, you were talking about 60 and 80. We, we really don't even have a, a real need to be working 40 hour work, 40 hour no. week. The need no. came from these businesses not wanting to hire enough people. <laughs> yes. Well, hire and then pay them. They don't want to pay them or manage them. Right. So they'll make just this this small amount of people work all of these hours and put out all of this production so that they can benefit from it. Yes. From and it's all about money. Like the benefit is just all about money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So no, I don't I don't believe that it's genuine at all. It's just lip service to get attention and to get more people to want to work at their companies. Yeah. (laughs) And buy their stuff. Yeah. They're like, Hey, we have this cool spa where you can lay down and take a nap midday. And then you do. And they're like, you're fired. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. I also like when we're, um, we're talking about trends that are damaging to 
um, self-love, self-care. I also, I've, I've recently joined TikTok, right? So I'm uh-huh. looking at all the kids on there <laughs> and everybody's mad fever to go viral so that they can yes. get their uh, following up, right? Yes. And the things that they do to get it. And um, this wasn't a TikTok thing, but this was uh, like a few years ago when people were um, doing the Tide Pod Challenge. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. All in an effort to go viral. They're eating Tide Pods and a lot of them were hospitalized. I think think a couple of people died, but a lot of people were hospitalized behind that. And they're not being paid. They're not being offered anything except what ridicule once they get sick. Right. All to get attention, popularity, go viral on the internet. Yeah. Why? (laughs) Well, and I think too that, I mean, like you look at how many people they're recording their entire life. Everything is like, I got to have this on my phone. I got to take a picture. I got to have this on my phone. And, and they're not present in their life at all because it's like, okay, when, when am I going to make a cool video that is going to go viral? How many likes am I going to get? You know, and then they're, they post the picture, they post a video and it's like, okay, check it, check it, check it, check it. And it's like, okay. I mean, there's no being present in your life. And then you're putting your value attached to how many people have seen your video. You're putting your value to how many people like it and share it. Like, that's not your value. Your value is within you. Stop giving your value to everyone else. I swear. They don't get to decide that. And then what they're doing to go viral, not just the Tide Pod things, but like a lot of people, like that's why I brought up TikTok, because a lot of people right now are doing really disgusting things on the internet to get attention, you know, like um, saying a really hateful thing on the internet to get attention. They don't care if it's, if what they're putting out there is being shared because it's um, inciting, you know, rage in people, you know, it's just pure pure negativity. They don't care why they get Facebook, Instagram, TikTok famous. All they know is that they want it. And so then they get all, they get their stuff uh, spread all over the internet. Right. And then all these people dive into their comments and they're leaving all these, these hateful comments in return. Right. That can't feel good. I don't care how big of a troll you are. That can't feel good. Right. Yeah. And it can't be good for your mental health. But this is what people are willing to do these days just to go viral, to get popularity, to, to gain a following, to, be seen. Yes. Well, they're doing that. And, and then it, like, it, you know, when people are commenting, they're getting into it and they're like, Ooh, let's have like, why? Like that's just putting negative energy out into the world. Like that's not serving you. It's not serving the other, like you're, it's not good for you. It's not good for your mental health. Why, yeah, why just, do you want to do this? Fight, inviting fights and it's constant. And then it's people all over the world who are commenting. So you're getting comments around the clock. Right. Yes. And then you wake up and you're, you want to you know, go straight to the post and see who's commented and what they had to say and how you're going to respond back. And, uh, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I can't, I've, I've definitely gotten into my fair share of arguments on social media. Don't get me wrong, but I cannot <laughs> imagine putting out something absolutely disgusting and then spending the next two, three days arguing with everybody in the world in the comments about it right. and, and yeah. feel good, you know? like feel light and airy and good and ready to conquer the world, you know? Well, and it's like, well, like, what do you think? Like, it's fun. Like, you know, that can't be good for the person who dis- did decide to put out disgusting bullshit onto the internet, like gross, but like, you can't <laughs> feel good after you do that. You know, you can't be like, I'm awesome. Like that, that's gross. That is if, why do you want to show up in the world that way? Why do you want to be known for that? Why do you want to be remembered for that? You know, right. like, like you, for argument, your 15 minutes of fame, it's not worth it. Yeah. My arguments on social media have always been because I'll get attacked for um, defending people that like, say someone posted like something, a guy post something horrible about women, just some blanket disgusting statement about women. I'll jump in the comment and, you know, defend women and I'll get attacked (laughs) by more guys like him and him. You know what I mean? Like that's the sort that's what I talk about. Like when I um, engaged in trolling or um, social media arguments is usually because I'm defending some group from disgusting bullshit (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah and it's like I don't know I feel like when people are negative like that they want to put like other people like gross I I don't know who raised you but something's fucked up (laughs) like for you to think that that's acceptable to treat somebody that way like that is not okay 
and this is what you want your 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 name and face to be attached to yeah yeah on social media platforms that are used all over the damn world i don't understand that shit but and just to go viral like i don't understand that shit like um recently i saw a guy or a set of um young men i think it's three of them they're going around and i didn't know that this that's what this was but apparently when you see a pair of sneakers tied together and thrown up on a um uh the electrical wiring outside uh-huh. it's it's in a representation of someone who who died or was killed or something like that right so these guys are going around and taking the shoes down and then bragging and laughing about them selling them on eBay for $20. Oh my God. This is what you want to be known for. You think that this is cute. Yeah. Like, okay. You obviously don't feel like people's lives are valid. Like you don't value people, human. Like what, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, why would you even think to do that? Oh my gosh. You think it's okay because I know you don't think it's okay. And that's why you're doing it. But why would that even come to your mind as something to do? And then, and then to record it and put it on social media for everybody to see you being a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think like you got to think of these like young people too. Like if they're doing this, you know, they're doing something stupid and then people are going to comment and then like the backlash, like their mental health you know when you're young you're an idiot anyways like I wasn't I was so dumb when I was a teenager right even my early 20s I was like god I sucked but yeah you just like I your mental health isn't there right and so if you're and now that social media is so crazy and, and you're doing these things because you want people to know you and you want your 15 minutes of fame when people are coming like I it that scares me that people are going to be taking their lives because of bad decisions they made you know, like that's yeah. terrifying. And you don't know yeah. what the repercussions of like that shit that you're trying to put on social media to get famous for is going to do in the years to come. Maybe not exactly. just to you, but to people that saw it, you know? Yes. yes. And that's the, that's the thing too. There's, they're so short-sighted, you know, everything doesn't belong on the internet. Right. And, and everything going viral isn't worth anything in the world you know what I mean like there you have to well you I guess you don't have to but you should have some boundaries like there should be certain things and a lot of them that you won't do to go viral (laughs) yeah yes oh my gosh and it's just like yeah who are the five people that you are surrounding yourself with if you think that this shit is okay you need it. You need to be the one checking in if you, with your friend group. Yeah. It's, so I like to ugh. talk solutions here. I like to talk solutions here. What can we do? Like you talked, you talked about journaling and um, some other things, but like just starting out, just basic small things. If we say we can't afford a life coach or a therapist, right? What sure. what can we do right now to improve upon our self love and self care? Yeah. Um, I always think the first thing is start by speaking to yourself in a positive, kind way. I think positive affirmations are so important for people. I, you know, my son is three years old and I'm already trying to get that boy to say, I am strong. I am brave. I am valued. I am loved. I'm grateful, you know, Good. because starting when he's young, like he's going to be, he's going to grow up with that self-confidence, right? Like I didn't have that. And mm-hmm. I wish I did. I didn't get my self-confidence, yeah. you know, for a very long time. And it took a lot of work. But positive affirmations, because they change your mindset, right? You start that day. If you wake up in the morning and you say out loud, you know, I'm amazing. I'm strong. I'm unique. I'm powerful. I'm a badass bitch. Like start with your positive affirmations in the morning and then take that into your day. I always tell clients to a lot of times, you know, when they're, when they're struggling with the self-confidence, I ask that they take five minutes every morning to sit and visualize themselves as their most confident self. So if you are, you know, and even writing down before they take that time, like write down the behaviors and the actions and, and things like that of, of who you would be if you were your most confident self or who you would be if you loved yourself and taking time to write that out and then taking that and visualizing that person and visualizing that being and sit with it for five minutes. And then when you're done, you know, being present with yourself and visualizing that that's the person you take into your day. So you just visualize that person for five minutes. That's how you're going to be as you go out into the day. And when I have clients practice that, you know, I always say do something for 30, 60, 90 days, but 
even in that 30 days of them taking that time every morning to visualize them as self-confidence, they start believing it. They start feeling that they start showing up as that person. So I say, do that, you know, at, and then do the af- positive affirmations unfollow those people on social media that make you feel less than, and then doing things that you love. You know, I think moving your body is a great way to show yourself love. If you love mm-hmm. art, taking time to schedule in time to paint or draw or whatever feels good for you. You know, if you want to take a pottery class, do it. But self-care is doing things that you love as well. Um, you know, and self-growth, self-growth, taking the time to read books that are positive, no matter what it is. You know, there's so many great books out there. There's so many great books on Audible and there's so many great podcasts and things that you can listen to or read that will add value to your life. And, you know, everybody takes away something different when they listen or read, you know, um, I always tell my clients when I first start working with them to read the book, The Four Agreements. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz and the four agreements are be impeccable with your word. So be be impeccable with your word, not just to others, but also to yourself. So when you're talking to yourself, you're saying kind, loving words. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't make assumptions because how many times are we making assumptions about a situation and then we're driving ourselves crazy about it? Um, Yeah. And then... um, don't take things personally because the things that people do to you, that's not about you. That's about them, you know? And, and I mean, that's the book that I, I start with people. The fourth, the four agreement is the last one is always do your best, right? Cause every day it's going to look different. Um, and that book, I think that was really eye opening for me. Like I knew those things of don't make assumptions and don't take things personally. But then I was like, oh shit, like what people do isn't about me. Okay, cool. I needed, I really needed to hear that. Um, so I think, reading things that, that will add value to your life is a great way to start. You know, you can buy the four agreements for maybe 10 bucks, but it, it, it could add value, you know, taking the time. One thing with the positive affirmations is I'll get post-its and I'll write, uh, you know, some positive affirmations on it. I'll have it on my mirror. I'll also maybe write a quote or something that really resonated with me, you know, and makes me feel good. And I'll have it in my car. Um, I'll also have one in my wallet, so I think doing that. And I think the last thing that I think is is free that you can do to help yourself feel more self-love and make you happier is being in service of others. I yes. think anytime you choose to do something for others, you, you know, your cup is filled. Like I life coach because that's how I serve others. I like to teach yoga mm-hmm. because if somebody walk, you know, walks out of my class and is like, I love that class or I loved your playlist. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. You know, or that <laughs> quote you said today, that's what I needed to hear. Like I got, I got to be in service of others and, and acts that's of exactly service are powerful. Thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Repeatedly. Like he told me, uh, she told me to find something, um, that I was passionate about or just like, uh, um, an organization that I cared about at least a little bit and become a volunteer there. And that's what I did. I, um, I started volunteering with, um, a veterans group and with the sickle cell. Yeah. Yeah. And I think though, I mean, there's those days where, yeah, I used to teach yoga at the homeless youth resource center here in Salt Lake city. And there would be mornings where I'd wake up and I'm like, damn, I don't want to do this today, but I would go and do it anyways. Mm -hmm. And then I would leave and I would just feel so happy and just so good. And, and I walked away just lighter and, you know, with a smile, whether somebody, you know, whether there was one person in that class or 10, it didn't matter because I knew that what I did for, for those people, it added value to their day. Even mm-hmm. if they just laid on their mat for the whole hour, you know, you know, they still got some time to rest or, or whatever, but I, being in service of others, I love that. Like it, it feels so good and, and it's a great way to, bad. I don't do, I don't think it's bad to do things for other people just because, you know, it might make you feel better. I don't think that's bad. I agree. It might sound bad to say it that way, but I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing. You know, why, why can't I d- decide to do something for somebody else because it's going to make me feel good? I'm yeah. doing it first. I mean, the fact that it's making me feel good because I'm doing something for someone else. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's when, when people get the, um, that you you talk about service work and you know I've had people say to me on social media when I'm like you know say no they're like oh, well I think it's okay to be in service of others I'm like that's not what I'm saying yes be in service right. of others but also say no when you need to say no stop being a people pleaser stop being yes 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 
Absolutely. Naturalistas, keep your hair and scalp hydrated and your twist outs and curls popping with Seika Naturals handmade natural hair care products. Seika Naturals targets damaged and dry hair with our intense hydration collection that keeps your scalp moisturized and hydrated with peppermint infusions and all natural oils and butters. Our products are available at www.seikanaturals.com. But wait, fellas, we didn't forget about you. Shop our Chaz Tees premium beard grooming products that promotes healthy, flourishing beards. Also available at seikanaturals.com. You know, I think also, you know, you said you need to find your people. That is Mm -hmm. something that can add value and show you self-love and self-care is surrounding yourself with a community of people that Mm -hmm. are going to lift you up and, you know, make your life better. And when you're having a shitty day, they're going to reach out and say, how can I be there for you? I think there's so many times where I know in my past, I had friends that they just wanted to be my friend that would go to the bar on the weekend and get shabazzed. They didn't actually want to be in my life. And they didn't care about me because if I needed them and they weren't there for me, but if they wanted to go get fucked up, then they were there. Yep. So that all too well. Yeah. So I'm like finding your people. And again, like you said earlier, finding your mentor, I think having a mentor, all that shit is good for you. It's all good for your soul. So that's all I had. Do you have any closing remarks? Grateful that you took the time to chat with me and we could hopefully make a positive impact on somebody by sharing what self-love can be. So thank you. I thank you for joining me. This was awesome. This was a really good, informative episode. I'm glad you came. Thank you so Uh, much. Remind the people where they can find you, what you do. So I'm a holistic life coach. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Corey Sartori. I'm also on Instagram at Mars Holistic Wellness and Facebook Mars Holistic Wellness. And you can check out my website at www.marsholisticwellness.com. Awesome. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Be sure to tune in next week at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Podcast 10. <laughs>